Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Publisher of Roald Dahl's books announced that they're altering some of his insensitive language, like the words fat and ugly, as well as modernizing his portrayal of women, which will mostly affect Dahl's beloved children's classic, The Fat Ugly Wife Who Knew Her Place. <laughs> I hate the censorship, but that's a pretty funny joke. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> Did I mention this on the year that I found out that? Uh, what is the word that has become uh, you can't say? Was there a couple of them? Well, weirdo? Oh, jerk? Jerk, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize jerk was uh, off the table now. <sighs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm not a kid in a school, for instance. Um, but I, I am absolutely through being told what words to use, which words not to use. Oh, yeah. Well, know, I don't mean it for like, what's going to offend anybody. Please, I don't really mean that for my life, but uh, in, the, in in schools. Yeah. Jerk is absolutely no way. Just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, speaking of schools. Oh, and so Donald Trump was found responsible. Liable. 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 Yesterday in that 
sexual something or other case. And uh, and, and defamation, defamation as well. And that he's got a part of it. Pay five million dollars, which I honestly don't have any idea how much of a, that bothers him because uh, nobody actually knows what he's worth. But if he's a, actually a billionaire, five million dollars probably isn't that big a deal to him. No, and and he's got all sorts of sources of income from political action committees and, and contributors and that sort of thing. But uh, some of the testimony from when he was grilled that they played in court is being pointed to as what did him in yesterday. And if you haven't heard that, you probably should. Maybe we'll get to that next segment. I wanted to mention this. Generally, when you think teacher strike, it's about more money, almost like number one, and it's a distant number two. Just the number two might be hours, time off, blah, 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 variety of things. But number one is always money. And uh, the Wall Street Journal pointing out that in Oakland, it is now a strike for climate justice. The strike by more than 3,000 members of the Oakland Education Association is heading into its fifth day. Kids not being taught. And the impasse isn't overpay. The district has offered a record raise that would immediately increase salaries by 22%. That's a heck of a raise all at once. Plus a $5,000 bonus just to get you to sign and get back in the classroom. And, and of course, performance doesn't matter uh, as a teacher. That's uh, also part of the deal. Mm-hmm. No matter how bad you do or what happens to you, you, you can't really lose your job. Um, the union's demands go far beyond teacher pay, though, or working conditions. For instance, the union wants the district to r- repurpose vacant school buildings for homeless housing. Wow. And to landscape schoolyards with drought-resistant trees. So the 22% raise is not going to get me back in the classroom, but if you finally get those drought-resistant trees in the schoolyard, maybe I'll come back. The union, the teachers' union also wants reparations for black students to remedy alleged historic injustices. Holy crap! They demand an answer to the question, how many angels can dance on the head of a pin? The union wants the first week of school every year to focus on creating a positive school culture. Whatever that means, says the Wall Street Journal, rather than getting into math and reading and the other things you think you're sending your kid to school. The first week, keeping in mind that Oakland schools are almost entirely poorer kids of color whose achievement scores are miserable. Right. Again, these teachers have been offered a 22% pay increase and a $5,000 signing bonus, but they're not back in the classroom because they are also demanding, well, the, the union is also demanding. I don't know how many of the teachers. I think if you left it to the teachers, nine out of ten would say, where do I sign? But the union is demanding a climate justice day for standards-based teach-ins, workshops, action, and field trips. Whatever that is. Because the kids are so good at reading and math, they need to learn about, I don't know, drought-resistant trees. Right. So, anyway, just thought I would point that out to see if that's coming to a school near you, where you thought money was the obstacle no, it's whether or not you have the right kind of trees. Boy, or whether or not you're using... Of... Should you, are you using that empty building over there to house the homeless? What, are you going to do that right next to the school? Sounds crazy. Well, yeah, the, the point's been made many times, and it's true that teachers' unions have become mostly about their, their political action committees. They push for progressive politics. And, and I, you know, more money for public, for government schools is part of it, but just part of it. And I suppose you keep doing that as long as you're getting away with it. More and more money gets pushed your way. So, yeah. 
So speaking of coming to a, a school near you, this is the sort of story that often I would combine with several others and do a little stick and move, stick and move, float like a butterfly, and touch on a bunch of different things uh, in talking about schools and, and, and some of the weirdness going on in government schools. But the more I looked into this, the more interesting it became. Uh, there's a Colorado mother, her name is Erin Lee, who's come forward and said her daughter was among a group of sixth graders who were recruited to an after-school art club. That was not an art club at all. The art teacher ran it, but it was a gender and sexuality awareness club that was touted as an art club. It'd be easy and, to fall. It'd be easy to fall for that. I'm thinking about signing up for clubs. And, and the kids were told specifically to tell their parents it's an art club. So here's where it gets really insidious. And, and if you think this is not in a school near you, because maybe you live in a conservative-ish area, I would check. But when she got there, Erin uh, Lee says of her daughter, she quickly learned it was actually a gender and sexuality awareness club. The art teacher had invited in an outside presenter into the classroom that day, and this woman did absolutely unthinkable kids with things with the kids. She explained the guest presenter proceeded to use flags to describe umbrella terms and told the students they were transgender if they were not fully comfortable with their biological sex. Are you fully comfortable that you're a woman, a young girl? If you're at all uncomfortable, you're transgender. What age is the this again? Uh, middle school. The presenter also told students that they could describe themselves as queer if they had not yet figured out their sexuality. She talked to them about polyamory, that's having more than one partner. She told them that these new labels that they had just adopted made them more likely to commit suicide and talked to them extensively about suicide. Oh, my God. Convinced the kids that they were queer or transgender, and now be aware you're really at risk for suicide. The presenter also allegedly discussed puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones, warning those in attendance that their parents may not be safe people to turn to as they struggle with oh, certain identities. That would make me criminally angry. Ah, uh, yeah. And that's why I'm going into this. The This speaker woman runs an organization called Skittles for kids 5 to 11 to discuss gender and sexuality. She noted her daughter's art teacher pulled her aside and told her specifically, you don't have to tell your parents about any of this. Lee said other parents came forward with complaints and went as long as a year without knowing about the secret after-school club since their children abided by the rules and refused to tell anybody about what happened during the meetings. So the kids saw this as rules. It's like Fight Club. First rule is you don't talk about what happens in these art meetings. Everybody understand that? Okay. Now you're probably transgender. Says, Mom, these are taxpayer-funded teachers who are doing this. I'm sorry, this is actually Pam Bondi, former Attorney General of Florida, who's speaking on a, a, about this. These are taxpayer-funded teachers who are doing this, and we want to send a nationwide message to these school systems, these parents and these school boards, that parents govern their children, not these teachers, and we're going to give them the tools they need, uh, our parents, to protect them against indoctrination and all these crazy things that they're doing. What a weird this, ideology that... It it is gone from okay. There's this thing that can happen with your brain, where your your body is a man, but you feel like a woman. Okay, I was willing to buy into all that, but now the the idea that you need to gather all the kids together and convince them that they're trans or queer, right? And tell them to hide it from their parents. Okay, now what is going on? This is a that completely is different activist thing. Activist recruitment 
to radical queer theory. Wow. Indoctrination of kids. Of course, the school district put out a blah, blah, blah uh, type statement that it. What do you think psychologically is going on there? I think some of it is like sex radicals who want to convince kids of their bizarre ideology. Um, there's a, a school of thought that um, it's a way to drive a wedge between kids and parents. One of the keys of Marxism, one of the key tenets of it, and again, I've mentioned this before, I ran into it as an 18-year-old in college, was that the nuclear family is one of the main impediments to the Marxist revolution because people have much more re- uh, loyalty to their family than they do to the government. Uh, Chairman you, Mao geez, had, You'd hope so. In, in Maoist China, I was just reading about this, they had uh, songs that everybody was forced to learn, and the pretty little girls with flowers would sing in unison and all, that said, we honor our mother, we honor our father, but we honor Chairman Mao above all others, and the party is our beloved, uh, you know, above all else. You've got to break up the nuclear family to get your quasi-Marxist revolution going. So that's a, I think that's a key part of what they're trying to do, mm. drive wedges. It's sick. It's possible, no matter where you live, your kids are hearing these messages over and over again at government schools. It's rampant. And then the left says, well, listen to the paranoid conservative with their culture wars. They're trying to censor teachers. They're trying to censor books. You know better, folks. So do we. How did Trump end up being found liable yesterday? Well, uh, they played his own words in the uh, courtroom. That might be why. Jonathan Turley, who's always an interesting person to turn to, the law professor, has some thoughts on where this goes now with an appeal and that sort of stuff. We can get into all that if you want to. How about you stay tuned? Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
will argue uh, that the trial judge made prejudicial rulings, incorrectly applied the law, allowed evidence and testimony that should have been excluded. Now, granted, it's an uphill uh, battle, but it's not insurmountable. In the meantime, you know, I think uh, Trump supporters may put the verdict in context. They know New York is ultra liberal city that voted against Trump overwhelmingly and probably the worst place for him to try to find a fair and impartial jury. That jury doesn't exist. Uh, anywhere, does he mean, or in New York? Because that's true. I don't think if, you were gonna, if you're Donald Trump and you're going to get a trial by jury, there's a worse place in America than New York for maybe areas of Marin County. Berkeley, California. But, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, and and it, who are you going to where are you going to find an impartial jury that like doesn't have an opinion pro or con on Trump? So Trump's most got polarizing figure in recent American history. So this woman claimed that Trump raped her in the changing room at the store. But that's the jury didn't think that he raped her. Mm. They just think that he sexually assaulted her. No, I, I don't no? think that's a fair characterization. The jury wouldn't go so far as to hold him liable for rape. Often you see a, a, a compromise like this. You rule in favor of the plaintiff on almost everything, but you leave out maybe the big one because you can't quite get there as a jury. But it's not a definitive. It's like you're not declared innocent. You're declared not guilty for okay. what it's worth. Um, uh, and he owes her $5 million and he was found responsible for sexual assault. Is that what they're calling it? Yeah. Forcible touching, um, uh, similar charges and, and defamation for some of his true social, uh, messages, calling her a hoax and a liar and a fraud. Yeah. His own words didn't help him more on that in a second, but let's hear from Jonathan Turley law professor, what he thinks of this whole deal. Well, you know, the way that this will play out is rather obvious. You know, the opponents of Donald Trump will, as a mantra, cite the verdict of sexual battery and defamation. And Trump and his supporters will cite the zip code. This is New York. And they are likely to really have Bragg to thank on this because Bragg's uh, prosecution really was a political prosecution and that's going to help him Mm. fulfill that narrative but there's still heavy lifting to be done here both legally and politically uh does it change many votes well it doesn't have to change many votes i mean it's likely if it is trump biden it's likely to be a close election and it wouldn't take many percentages just like it hasn't the last two presidential elections to uh, flip it one way or the other so uh in the courtroom the prosecution played some clips of Trump himself in his deposition videos talking about a variety of things. Uh, you'll remember at one point, probably, Trump saying over the years that that woman was not his type, hinting that uh, she's not good looking enough for me to assault or something like that. Anyway, Which is an interesting defense, to say the very least. It is, but he was shown a picture of this woman that he uh, supposedly groped. Um, and, and and this is how he reacted to it. It's Marla. You're saying Marla's in this photo? That's Marla, yeah. That's, that's my wife. Which woman are you pointing to? No. Here. Carol. Oh, that, the oh, person okay. you just pointed to was oh, Eugene Carroll. 
So I don't know how that landed with the jury, the fact that the woman that he supposedly said is not his type looked so much like his ex-wife, he thought it was his ex-wife in the picture, which obviously... Clearly his wife was his type. Right? Yeah, by definition. You know, I'm I'm highly troubled by this entire conversation, the idea that rape is just sexual attraction gone wild as opposed to a crime of violence or, you know, sexual assault of any kind. Um, and, and that saying, no, I didn't rape her, I don't find her terribly attractive, it's just, it's a bizarre claim. Okay. Um, and then this one, uh, this didn't help any. They got into the whole, uh, so this is someone quoting to Donald Trump, the famous Billy Bush on the bus uh, Access Hollywood tape that we all remember that landed right before the 2016 presidential election. So they quote a little bit of it to him, and then Trump responds. In this video, I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. Just kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything grab them by the you can do anything that's what you said correct well historically that's true with stars it's true with stars that, that they can grab women by the well that's what it's if you look over the last million years i guess that's been largely true not always but largely true unfortunately or fortunately and you consider yourself uh, to be a star i think you can say that yeah <laughs> that didn't help his case any when you got a, well, a handful of women saying exactly that's what happened. Yeah, yeah, three women under oath said that's exactly what he did to me. So and he said men have been doing that for a million years. If you're a star, are you a star? Yeah. Okay, that's the way Not it went. Good out. for the defense. Not great. Eh? I don't know if it's going to have any effect on the presidential election though. If you miss an hour of the show, get the podcast. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you knew Peggy Sue, then you know why I feel blue without Peggy. Best in show tonight is the PBGB. It's Buddy Holly. 
Buddy Holly handled by Janice Hayes. Buddy oh, Holly. It's a tremendous moment for Janet and Buddy. Holy PBG. That's a great moment between the two of them right and now. And a record-setting moment, first ever in the history books. The PBGV. <laughs> what the heck is the name of that? What's that dog's brand? Oh, I don't know. Oh, it's right here, I guess. Jack, that would be the humble... Petite Bassett Griffon Von Dean, also known as a PBGV. How come I've never heard of one of these before? Now, a Jensen in the newsroom has gone down a rabbit hole, she said, of checking these dogs out, and they're the ultimate cute dog. It's like a fuzzy Basset hound, which does sound pretty cute. Um, Let me look at the picture again. Say it again, the name? Oh, for God's sake. The Petite Bassett Griffon Von Dean. <laughs> It's a little pretentious for my standards. Uh, fuzzy Basset Hound. That's, a, you know, it's not a bad description. It kind of looks like that Ooh, a little bit. Bad news for the winning dog, Buddy Holly, on the flight home over Iowa. It ran oh, into a boy. thunderstorm. Oh, boy. Too dark. Too soon. Too soon. The coronation of King Chuck thinks the Westminster Dog Show is overly <laughs> full of itself. <laughs> That's funny. Anyway. Come on, buddy. All right, buddy boy. Uh, man, my dog is vexing me. He had the surgery, and we had the cone of shame on him for quite a while. And then we'd give him a little, as long as the vet advised us to. And then we started giving him a little more time outside of it. And if we turned our back, he would start licking at his incision and made it look raw and not good. Yeah. So now we've extended the cone time, but it's, he's still, ah, I don't know what to do. Can we can we like smear something horrific tasting on it or something to discourage him? He's obsessive about it. Anyway, dogs. Um, <clears throat> other than that, he's a good boy. Uh, so you know who's not a good boy? Joe Biden and his crime family, Jim and Hunter and the rest of them. They have been, I allege, selling influence around the globe for a very long time. And... Uh, several of the members of the House Oversight Committee came forward today and held a press conference in which they outlined uh, what they think has been happening with a fair number of specifics, not some of the documents they had promised because the FBI won't give them to them. And you could argue about whether that would be proper anyway, depending on the nature of them. But why don't we play you a couple of clips of what was said at this uh, press conference and then get into some of the details. Uh, clip number 74 first is James Comer, the chairman of the committee. The committee is concerned by the complicated, suspicious network of over 20 companies we have identified the Bidens and their associates used to enrich themselves. Most of these companies were limited liability companies formed during Joe Biden's vice presidency. The bank records show the Biden family, their associates, and their companies received over $10 million from foreign nationals and their companies. Now, if that was legitimate revenue for legitimate businesses, I have no problem with it. You're allowed to make money. If I'm the brother of the president, I might be. My brother's a very impressive man. Um, if I'm the brother of the president, I'm not going to stop making money. But what are these businesses specifically? Was all the paperwork filled out? Are they legit? That's what needs to be discovered. Uh, here's Comer with a little more information. Some of that money came from a Chinese company and went to Hunter Biden's company. Other transfers occurred with the help of Rob Walker, who then sent it on to different Biden family members. This is not how lawful businesses operate. 
Chinese nationals affiliated with the Bidens created limited liability companies in the United States and then in a short period of time transferred their interest to a Chinese company that sent money to the Bidens. This is not normal. <laughs> Here's an example for you. And I'll try to come up with a defense of the Bidens because I want to be fair about this. And I don't want to be Adam Schiff blabbing on and on about a dark conspiracy that didn't exist. But in the, the committee's memo, they cite subpoenaed bank rep- records to describe how $3 million was allegedly transferred from this uh, Romanian uh, oligarchs uh, company to Robinson Walker LLC, which was controlled by Hunter's business partner Rob Walker between uh, in about an 18-month period between 2015-2017. So $3 million goes to Rob Walker's company. More than a million of that was transferred to bank accounts belonging to Hunter Biden, first daughter-in-law Hallie Biden, and a third unnamed family member. Now, is it that Hunter and his business partner made millions of dollars, and the Biden family is so into sharing and caring that Hunter said, no, 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 don't transfer that money all to me. Let's break it up between me and my sister-in-law um, and and uh, another unnamed Biden family member. Now, is she, is she supposedly done anything? Like, she's this would just be a gift. Yeah, I mean, if somebody gets illicit gains, then the next thing they check into is, did they know they were illicit gains? Did they participate well, in the underlying the, crime? Well, I'm not worried about whether she's in trouble. I just mean, I'm trying to, did she do any work for any of these people? Or this is... No. Okay. No. So nobody's even claiming that. So it would just be like a gift. I'm just spreading the, the wealth around our family. It's simple. Yeah, they love even each if, other. Even if you're a family that does that... Would you do it that way? Like, if I was going to help out my brothers, I wouldn't have the companies we work for transfer some of my salary to their account. Directly. No, yeah. it would come to me, and then I would write a check or something. Very strange, for tax reasons, if nothing else. Hmm. So, anyway, uh, that procedure mirrors a similar division of roughly $3 million from the Chinese energy company that uh, James Comer was talking about. Uh, rolling along, Congressman Andy Biggs in 76, Michael. I think it's important for the American people to understand what, mean, what we mean uh, when we're talking about these associates. What, what, what are we really getting at? First, they, they use them as vehicles to move money directly into Biden family accounts. Why is that? It's because they were looking to obfuscate and hide where the money was coming from. Allegedly. Yeah, my, if I want to take the dark view of it, you were going to try to come up with a positive spin on this, but the darker view would be you just, you don't want as giant an amount to show up in your account. That's why you're having it show up in different accounts. Right. Yeah, uh, absolutely true. Yeah. And, And the mark of how you get rich in politics is that you hire family members you have llcs that are related to other llcs that swap money around and you know your brother-in-law is allegedly a consultant and he gets paid certain amounts of money and then that money's it makes it very difficult to follow and again it reduces any individual transaction so it gets less scrutiny but yeah that's how you get rich in politics by spreading the money around your family 
and Joe, then maybe they buy it. What's the big deal? <laughs> maybe they buy a vacation home that you just happen to be in all the time. Right. Uh, Nancy Mace, who is so cute, Congresswoman from South Carolina, uh, with more accusations. This is what we know today. Money flowed from the Chinese Communist Party, aligned with, uh, with individuals into American shell companies, and then that money was wired and transferred to Biden family members. This could be the most corrupt scheme in American politics where a sitting vice president, where we saw members of his family, nine members so far, there may be more, that were enriched from countries all over the world. And Ms. Mace continues, beware, there is rough language ahead. The committee has written to Vuk Jeremic and Rob Walker, but they have both refused to cooperate with the oversight committee. The Biden family needs to answer for this. And the DOG, DOJ needs to get off its ass and investigate. Wow. We've done the work for them so they can't screw it up now. Wow. If these allegations, any of these allegations are proven true, then someone with the last name Biden needs to be charged prosecuted, maybe spend a little time in prison to take to account and responsible for the actions they've taken today. Do you kiss your children with that mouth? Disgusting. <laughs> the DOJ needs to get off its donkey and do some prosecuting. <laughs> um, This, even if they're 100% guilty, it's complicated enough. He won't outlive this investigation. Agreed. I think the main effect of this investigation, it could come home to roost for some of the Biden family members because there's a hell of a lot of tax evasion and uh, and and uh, just financial malfeasance of the sort that I mean, Alvin Bragg pretending that Trump was, you know, some sort of, you know, super villain for his various paperwork inaccuracies is dwarfed by this crap because you're talking about the Chinese communists, you're talking about oligarchs in the former Ukrainian regime and Romania and what have you, while Joe Biden, the sitting vice president, had dominion more or less over policy uh, for those countries. So it's, I mean, it's a thousand times more significant than the idiot Bragg's idiotic prosecution of Trump in Manhattan. Um, but anyway, I think birds may come home to roost justice-wise to some of the Biden family members. I'd be surprised if they didn't. But in terms of the uh, the big guy, Mr. 10%, the old man, well, I think care. <laughs> this will combine with a soon-to-be mind-bogglingly catastrophic approval ratings when the border just melts down in the next week and widespread perception that he's senile and old and really shouldn't run again. Uh, in his defense, though, because, again, my hallmark is fairness. I was reading about that big poll, the ABC News Washington Post poll that we were talking about, where three-quarters of Americans thought he was too old and too senile. They polled all adults. They did not poll registered voters, which is a significant difference in terms of electability. But in terms of perception, I still think it's it's pretty damn powerful. You know what we didn't pay enough attention to on that poll? What's that? Is uh, there were three questions, and everybody uh, got stuck on the is he mentally capable or physically capable to be president? And I can see why we got stuck on it because a majority of Americans think he's not mentally or physically fit to do the job. That's a pretty big deal. But the honest and trustworthy number didn't get enough attention because he did better than Trump. Okay, well, that's an interesting standard. So mm-hmm. 33% of people think Trump is honest and trustworthy. Biden is at 41. 
The that's un- a good point. The return to normalcy president. The he's so evil he's going to destroy the country. You know, argument from Joe Biden. He's only eight points better than Trump. Untrustworthy and honest, uh, uh, honest and trustworthy. That's an incredibly low number for Biden. Also, will the media succeed in the Herculean task of covering up this story? Because you compare the specifics, the amount of evidence, the subpoenaed bank records, the rest of it, compared to, yeah, Carter Page spent a day in Prague. I mean, it's just, it's a mountain versus a molehill. So if this gets uh, any sort of attention, that number, that honest and trustworthy number will plunge. By the way, that joke I made is stolen from one of my favorite things I ever heard. I think it was a sports guy on ESPN, say. Years ago, do you remember when uh, an elderly Elton John melted down in an airport over something? It was paparazzi or something. Pigs. Rude, vile pigs. I remember it well, yes. And the ESPN guy said, did you sing Daniel with that mouth? (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was so funny. (laughs) Wow. That is funny. Oh, boy. I had something good to tease, but I don't remember what it was. Mm. Perhaps a notepad. A uh, cherished part of perhaps your childhood, depending on your age, has gone away. If you remember MTV at all. And other things on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm Kurt Loder. This is MTV News. For the first time since Wham! toured here three years ago, George Michael will be playing outdoor stadiums in the U.S. on the just-announced final leg All of his right. current I think tour. That, gets, that music right there brought back memories. Mm. Just that, the, the, the music there before Kurt Loder started in with the MTV News, which I caught 
as often as I could get back in the day. And it reminded me of the long gulf of time between Wham's tour and when George Michael graced our shores again. The reason we're mentioning this is that MTV News has shut down after 36 years. Who freaking knew? Well, I didn't. I wasn't even sure MTV still existed. I certainly didn't know that they still had the same MTV News going. And I don't know who was watching it. My kids have never heard of MTV. <laughs> they certainly wouldn't know where to find it or what the point would be. It's mostly a series about pregnant 16-year-olds and such at this oh. point, although they do occasionally have a I Want My 80s or whatever uh, video so music feature. So it's similar to the Learning Channel. It's just going yes. uh, yeah, uh, morbidly obese dwarves and whatnot. Sensationalism for stupid people. Yes, exactly. Here's my tease. What is the government suggesting you set your thermostat at? Tell you that in just a moment. <laughs> See if you're willing to go along. Yeah, I, I, I got to guess. <laughs> so we were talking about ultra-processed foods and how they weren't good uh, for you, and their scientists are discovering it actually hurts your brain. Uh, if you missed it, that was our, gosh, two or three of the podcast yesterday. A&G's One More Thing. Or no, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Uh, one more thing, we introduce and interview our brand new team member, Katie, who's fantastic. Uh, that's Armstrong and Getty One More Thing. But anyway, to the ultra-processed foods, I have two... Three, really, but uh, two main protein bars I eat like before and during the show. And uh, here's one of them. The ingredients. Protein blend, which is milk protein isolate, whey protein concentrate, whey protein isolate, soy protein isolate, hydrologized uh, collagen, malatol syrup, glycerin water, malatol, fractionated palm kernel oil, peanuts, whey protein concentrate, Natural flavors, and that's uh, including several things. Uh, non-fat milk, cocoa, milk, protein concentrate, heavy cream, cellulose gel, milk solid, cellulose gum, butter, cream, tapioca starch, calcium carbonate, soy lecithin, disodium phosphate, caramel added for color, almond butter, sucralose, salt, and and a couple more things. No way. Way. Nice. And then this one, this is, and, and uh, we ought to do commercials for them because I really like them, RX bars. Here's the ingredients, total ingredients in RX bars. Dates, peanuts, egg whites, chocolate, natural flavors, sea salt, cocoa. That's a pretty big difference. That's it. Yeah. I know which one I'm eating in the future. Have you, we... you chemical bomb of death. Yeah, I'm sick enough. <laughs> I've always wondered when they're making like that first one you read. How do they get the recipe where they think, you know, we need a tiny bit more of the sodium glycinerate? This one just doesn't taste like it has enough. I mean, how does that even happen? Speaking of good products, a quick word from our friends at MyPillow. They're closing out their slippers, these all-season slippers that are super comfortable and incredibly durable. They're so durable, they're usually $149.98. But right now, when you use the promo code Getty, you can get these all-season slippers for 25 bucks. Yeah, these slippers are basically 150 bucks. I mean, so that's a pretty good slipper. Now you can get them for $25? Whoa! That's over $120 in savings limit to 10 pairs at checkout. They will sell out. Trust us. My... Pillow, my slippers have an exclusive four-layer design you won't find in any other slipper. Just go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener square to grab a pair of these all-season slippers for twenty-five bucks. Remember the code Getty, limited to ten pairs at checkout. Enter the pro promo code Getty at mypillow.com, radio listener square, and uh, and uh, try the slides too. I love those slides. Now that it's getting hotter, I wear them all the time. So the government recommendations for your thermostat heading into summer. 
85 when you're not at home. 82 overnight when you are at home. No blanking way. I am not living in a house where my thermostat is set at 82 degrees while I'm trying to sleep. Is there anybody... This is like the all your CDC recommendations. Is there anybody doing that? No. Maybe maybe a few, but they're weirdos. Plus, <laughs> if, if, I, if it's 82 in my house while I'm trying to sleep, I'm going to have to have a, fa- a fan the size and power of a Boeing 737's jet engine going. So I'm not going to save any damn power. Make more power. <laughs> it uh, kind of reminds me of the old Jimmy Carter malaise turn up your thermostat days. We were just supposed to all just feel bad about ourselves and be hot or cold, depending on the well, time of year. I can throw on a sweater and a hat in my house. I'm not going to, but I could. But once you're naked and got the, the, the blankets and sheets off, you can't get more naked unless you're going to peel a layer of skin off. So you just lay there sweating, stewing in your own juices, wishing you could sleep. But the government told me to. <laughs> we do four hours. If you miss an hour, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.